The Public News Service Show and Newscast, May the 11th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. New Mexico and 18 other states announced plans to introduce legislation they say will be needed to protect transgender kids from civil and criminal penalties when seeking gender-affirming care. The proactive response follows proposed legislation in Texas, Louisiana, Arizona, Alabama, and other states criminalizing such care. Havens Levitt with the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network in New Mexico says the dehumanizing language increasingly used to describe trans students takes a toll on kids' mental health. It's really heartbreaking to know that students hear some of the incredibly hateful things that are being said about them from adults. When our students in New Mexico hear those things, I know that it impacts them. At a press conference in California last week, a coalition of LGBTQ legislators, health providers, and civil rights groups, including representatives from New Mexico, announced plans to pass laws to provide safe havens for trans youth and their families. I'm Roz Brown. There were more than 300 bills introduced that target the LGBTQ community nationwide in 2022. That's according to the Human Rights Campaign. And this week marked the 75th day since Russia invaded Ukraine as the humanitarian disaster unfolds. Those who are carrying out unarmed civilian protection say additional government funding could make their work more impactful. UCP teams aim to resolve conflict and assist local citizens in a war-torn region by deploying strategies centered around nonviolent practices. They're seen as an alternative to armed UN peacekeepers. Felicity Gray is with Nonviolent Peace Force, which has its U.S. offices in Minnesota. Gray, currently working with the team in Ukraine, says while they recently saw funding victories in Congress, they're still held back from ramping up efforts. We're having to go to all kinds of different donors and explain what we do. A dedicated fund would enable that rollout to happen a lot more quickly and to respond to civilian need in a much more urgent manner, which is really what's required in places like Ukraine right now. Through the most recent appropriations bill, Congress directed the Secretary of State to provide funds for UCP. McRae says they'd like to see a dedicated funding stream of $25 million in the next fiscal year. I'm Mike Moen. Now from the New York Times, President Biden tried Tuesday to deflect blame for rising prices with a direct attack on Republicans for pursuing what he called an ultra-MAGA agenda, a phrase he used in recent days as a reference to former President Trump's Make America Great Again slogan. This is PNS. Just in case you didn't know, this is National Nurses Week. Eric Tegadoff reports nurses in Oregon are celebrating with a call to complete contract negotiations. Nurses at Providence Willamette Falls in Oregon City are holding an informational picket today. Jay Formick is a registered nurse at the hospital and member of the Oregon Nurses Association. He says negotiations have been on the table since last year. We're calling attention to the struggle we're having with management at Providence Willamette Falls Hospital coming to agreement on a contract. Formick says nurses want language that guarantee breaks beefed up in their contract, as well as ensuring safe staffing levels and wage increases that keep up with growing inflation. Providence says that nurses rejected their offer to engage a neutral federal mediator to speed up negotiations. It says a strike authorization announcement will further delay meaningful discussion. 
And the Colorado General Assembly has passed legislation to fund wildlife road crossing projects all across the state. Democratic Representative Julie McCluskey says Senate Bill 151 has broad support from sportsmen and women, land and wildlife conservation groups, and community leaders from both parties. She says safe passages work and points to a successful program developed in Summit County. Our safe passages in Summit County have been able to reduce the number of wildlife and vehicle collisions by more than 92% in the five years since they were originally constructed. Each year, wildlife vehicle collisions kill thousands of animals at a cost of over $80 million in property damage and related expenses. SB 151, called Safe Crossings for Colorado Wildlife and Motorists, will use state funds to tap matching federal dollars for a list of shovel Ready projects. I'm Eric Galatis. Finally, protecting North Carolina's rivers and streams is good for residents, wildlife, and even salamanders. Recent work repaired damage and increased habitat for the hellbander, North America's largest salamander species. The project made possible by the Resource Institute, a nonprofit dedicated to restoring streams, rivers, and wetlands. Project manager Alan Walker says the team had a specific goal in mind. It's a hellbender initiative, and what we've tried to do is, in addition to the natural channel design and working to stabilize the banks and restore a natural channel through this reach, was to put in some specific habitat structures for the hellbenders. North Carolina is home to one of the best populations remaining of hellbenders, which could grow as long as two and a half feet in length. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. You can hear us on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.